Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today we have an amazing story about the daughter of Rabbi Akiva. Now, why are we telling a story that has to do with Rabbi Akiva? Of course, any day that we tell a story about Rabbi Akiva, it's a good idea. But especially because we now are only a week away from Lagba Omer. And Rabbi Akiva is connected with with Lagba Omer. Because many of Rabbi Akiva's students were dying during the Sphira, and on Lagba Omer, none of them died, or some say the dying stopped completely. So because we're about to celebrate Lagba Omer, Rabbi Akiva is one of the main people of Lagba Omer, of course, also the Rashbi, Rabbi Shem Bar Yechoi. Therefore, we're going to tell a story about Rabbi Akiva and his daughter. One day, Rabbi Akiva's daughter was walking, and she happened to walk close or pretty near to some uh, stargazers, some people who would look at the stars and try to tell the future. And she heard them say, that's Rabbi Akiva's daughter, and it's really too bad because she's going to die on the day of her wedding. That's for Shalom. Well, she didn't really pay much attention to them because she knew from her father that she should not pay attention to such people, stargazers, since when Jewish people do mitzvahs and learn Torah, it's much more powerful than any um, predictions that people may make or things that they see as a possible ha- happening in the future and so forth. So she didn't really pay attention to it. Some time went by, and in fact, she did become a kala, and the day of her wedding was approaching. She worked at the preparations and so forth. I'm sure that she worked very hard to prepare herself spiritually, which is the main job of the chassan and the kala, the day of the wedding or the day before the wedding. And she went to sleep the night before the wedding, very tired, and very happy. Just before she went to sleep, she took a pin, a big pin that she used to hold her hair in place, and she stuck it into the wall near her bed. In the morning, when she woke up, after she said Moida'ani and washed her hands, of course, when it came time to take the pin out of the wall to, again, um, arrange her hair, she took out the pin from the wall, and lo and behold, there was a small but very poisonous snake, dead, killed by the pin, which she had stuck into the wall the night before. She shrieked, Ah! Her father came in. What happened? He said. She said, Look, it seems that when I stuck my pin, my hairpin into the wall last night, there was a snake in there. And I didn't know it was a poisonous snake in Baruch Hashem. Hashem really did a nice for me, a miracle, that just at that moment there was a snake in the wall, perhaps 
it would attack me during the night and bite me, but instead I unknowingly pierced it through with this pin. Rabbi Akiva realized that it was a great nace, and he asked her, what did you do yesterday that perhaps was the reason why you were a Zeicha to this wonderful miracle? She said, well, and she thought, the truth is that when everybody else was getting ready, getting all the food ready for the chasana, I noticed something that nobody else noticed. And that was that a poor person came to the door. He needed food. So I took my portion that was going to be served to me today, today at the wedding. I took it last night and I gave it to the poor person. Aha, said Rabbi Akiva. That is most probably the miracle or the nace that saved your life. Because Sadaka Matzil Memaves. Sadaka saves a person from death. And that's exactly what happened to you because you gave Sadaka. You gave charity. You gave a meal to this hungry and poor person. Therefore, Hashem did a nace for you. Now, what is the connection between this story and Mashiach? So perhaps the connection is that giving tzedakah can bring the gula. In fact, the Talmud says, the Gemara says, Great is tzedakah because it, quick, it brings quicker, it brings closer the gula. And therefore, on Yalag Bomer itself, there's a custom to give extra tzedakah, especially in the number, in the, in the numerical value of chai, of 18. And every day, except for Shabbos and Yom Tev, to also give tzedakah. But what about Shabbos and Yom Tev? We can't give tzedakah on Shabbos and Yom Tev. So we don't seem to have the zechus of giving tzedakah on those days. There's a lot of Shabbos and a lot of Yom Tevim during the year. So the answer is that on Arab Shabbos, we can give extra for Shabbos. If a person gives one dollar every day for tzedakah, then on Friday they can give two dollars, one for Friday and one for Shabbos. If there's a two-day Yom Tev, and usually they give one dollar, then Erev, the two-day Yom Tev, they can give three dollars, one for Erev Yom Tev, one for the first day Yom Tev, and one for the second day Yom Tev. And if it's a Shabbos and Yom Tev, they come one right after the other, they can give four, one for Erev Shabbos, if the Shabbos comes first, one for the Shabbos, that's two. Another one for the first day of Yom Tov, that's three. And another one for the second day of Yom Tov, that's four. And this way, every single day of the year, even if it's a Shabbos or Yom Tov, we can give tzedakah for that day by giving Erev the Shabbos or the Yom Tov, or the Shabbos Yom Tov. And this will certainly bring Mashiach quicker. May it happen immediately. And in this way, automatically, will be in Eretz Yisrael, God willing, on Lagba Omer, with the Rajbi and Rabbi Akiva, 
and with all of the great tzaddikim, and with Mashiach in front of all. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more. And please remember to give extra tzedakah, to learn extra taita, to do extra mitzvahs, to bring Mashiach as quickly as possible.